Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7. This week I'm joined by Instagram influencers The Two Bohemians. The Two Bohemians is run by Luke and Tyler who are originally from the UK but now travel the world full time. If you've ever wanted to travel the world full time then Luke and Tyler share their tips on how they fund their lifestyle, the best places they've ever been and what is top of their bucket list. I hope you enjoy the episode. No part-time jobs, no casual jobs on the side, just us traveling and working online. Everyone needs to experience Southeast Asia at least once in their life to open their eyes up to it. The water's incredible and the people are so genuine, but I just feel like it's one of those places where you just get there and you fall in love with it instantly. Just do it. (laughs) You will spend so much energy and time thinking about it instead of actually doing it. Luke, Tyler, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you both? We are good. Very good, thank you. We're excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this all week. (laughs) Me too, me too. I want to start by asking you a question which I ask everyone that comes on the podcast, and that is how important is travel to you? Do you want to start? Okay, I'll go. (laughs) Um, So travel to us is probably one of the most important things Mm. that we've ever done, ever, because it's literally the first catalyst that got us started in our business, in our creative passions and our entrepreneurial journey and yeah it it literally changed everything yeah yeah I think you pretty much hit it on the head like it's we are identified with travel now uh, obviously online but also with our friends and family people are always asking where we've been what's next um are we ever getting tired but no we're really enjoying it and it's it's, it's become like, a huge part of our lives yeah it's like a never-ending journey as well like you can never not travel like <laughs> it's just something that keeps going and going and going forever amazing i wanted to ask um what sparked your decision to become full-time travelers um it's been a slow process really so our first trip was to australia in 2015 yeah. and that was it the normal backpacking east coast parties every day um meeting new people every day and it wasn't until afterwards we got back from that trip after about almost two years where we was working casual jobs again i was mm. working in the supermarket Tyler was in retail and we just said to ourselves, we can't do this anymore. We have to somehow make this a, like a lifestyle. Yeah. Like we need to invest in it. We need to put time and energy and effort because we do really enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I that- think, yeah, sorry, with the <laughs> Australia trip as well, it was our very first trip. So we'd gone on like 
few with friends to like Morocco mm. and to Norway, but Australia was our first kind of taste of independence away and from together family. Together as well. Yeah. yeah, we always got the if you travel, <laughs> it's gonna make or break your relationship <laughs> kind of stigma, and we were just determined to make sure that would not happen. No, so. No, yeah it just opened our eyes up to a world I think because you can go on holiday with your family and you can see certain places but when you go traveling I feel like your whole body just opens up to a whole new world and you learn so many life skills that you don't necessarily yeah, learn yeah. in school from traveling it's the, it's the life skills it's the culture you uh witness it's the um the locals you interact with it's the food you eat like it's and it's the mistakes you make as well because <laughs> <laughs> when you travel you definitely hit a lot of uh challenges for sure like especially as a backpacker we were struggling with money at certain points like one of the things we did because we refused to come home was when we were in New Zealand we uh we set up our own car boot sale in <laughs> in Talbo because yeah. uh, we refused to like be broke and not be able to get any work yeah, so, yeah. We, so uh, we we ravaged the the op shops and charity shops and we upscaled and upsailed yeah. and we, we did that for a month or so yeah. it got by <laughs> we like. made a couple hundred dollars which is actually really cool <laughs> wow amazing I like that so you touched on it there about how you quit your jobs in retail uh, to become full-time travelers how long did you have to consider that before you actually made the leap I mean it was always an ongoing thought it mm. was just figuring out how we did it yeah. um, so we'd go through stints of obviously saving up like a chunk of cash and then um, making it last as long as possible and we did that two or three times before we decided to work more online and fully invest like it was I think it was like two years maybe yeah. like two years on and off traveling like because it's a scary thing to completely just mm. invest in yourself mm. and take it on the road and not necessarily like there's times where we saved up so much money and we were like right this is it now we're going to be on the road forever it's going to be amazing and then it dwindled. yeah and then you're like oh <laughs> shit where's our bank account going <laughs> yeah, but it was like I said it was always an ongoing thought and it wasn't until probably last year about 12 months ago we fully committed to no part-time jobs no casual jobs on the side just us traveling and working online yeah amazing and you're absolutely smashing it so i want to ask because obviously uh you can go anywhere you like now you've, you've made this decision that you, you're just full-time travelers how do you actually decide and plan where you go well so this is where compromising comes <laughs> in as a big factor um because obviously we're individuals we love we have our own bucket list but we are ticking off our joint one at the moment aren't we yeah for uh, sure currently together we we compromise and we're ticking off what we want to see together before we start you know diverting and doing our own thing yeah so luke and i are very different people uh in terms of travel like i'm more tropical beaches uh chill with friends lots of yoga mm. and surf whereas luke's more like hardcore terrain adventuring yeah. we are different people but we do enjoy the both of the adventures kind yeah. of thing um and we just sit down we we just speak to each other like what do we want to get accomplished this year and we we put in bits of each other's kind of um 
interests? We have a Pinterest board that we keep where <laughs> it's like we put all the places in where we feel like we want to go and visit or check out. And every year, well, every month, we kind of sit down and talk about, okay, so depending on the season mm. and depending on the month, like where can yeah. we go next? And yeah, yeah. we usually like to follow the sun, um, but we've definitely gotten way more into winter trips lately. Mm. So we're trying to do a bit of both at the moment, yeah. but yeah, Pinterest board is the way forward, I think. <laughs> nice. I wanted to ask you, did your love of travel as a child spark your love of travel as an adult or is it something you've grown into? For me, definitely. I was lucky enough to have a grandma that comes from New Zealand. Okay. So I think it was when I was 11, uh, me and my grandma, we took a trip um, to our hometown to see her friends, to see her family. And since that point, I was like, travel was always there i was like i need another adventure i can't wait to go back to new zealand kind of thing so because of that influence from my grandma and my grandma's she's a world traveler she got a boat from new zealand went through um like china india like the middle east in like the 1960s or something like that wow. a long time ago so i've always had that inspiration there yeah she's like the coolest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> she's cool for sure uh, but no I didn't really go on holidays a lot as a kid I was um it was all just very like either typical holiday with family like once or every two years we just go to like a beach break in Spain or France mm. or something like that I went on holiday a lot with my grandparents and but it was more to like Disneyland so it's never the travel <laughs> experience I ever wanted um, but no, I, I think when we first started dating, we didn't really go anywhere either. So no. for me, it wasn't really a childhood thing. It was more just like when I stepped into uh, late teenage years where I started to think a bit more about the world. Nice. And I wanted to move on to talk about your photography now because some of the photos you've taken are absolutely incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Are you both keen photographers? And when did you learn the skill? So it's me that does most of the photography and it's been kind of like a slow process over the years. So I've had like a beginner digital camera on our first trip in Australia, but we ended up just using a GoPro and a selfie stick like that was the in initiation of the passion and it was not until I started seeing other people's travel photos and I was like I, I could do this like I love I love traveling I love using the GoPro and creating content like I, I want to like step it up a little bit and it's been a slow process of learning like using online tutorials YouTube and um, stuff like Skillshare and it's eventually got to where we are today and like we managed to get a couple of professional jobs out of it we also have our presets that we sell online as well so it's um it's, it's been a journey really yeah, hasn't yeah. it like no I'm, professionally trained whatsoever like no no professional background and i think one of the things as well that luke doesn't really talk about is that he loves to experiment as well with the camera so mm -hmm. not only will we take couple photos but everywhere we travel to yeah. he'll always get some behind the scenes ones and i think that has really changed the way you shoot yeah. because you love capturing the mind, like the the normality of yeah, travel yeah. and life in itself. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. But I must say, if there's any good photos of Luke, they are mine. I, I'm <laughs> taking credit for that. <laughs> Tyler likes to call herself the director. So I'm like, I'm the camera guy. I'm doing the running. I'm, I'm fulfilling orders while she's just sat back being like, no, change this, do this. Like, Again, <laughs> compromise is needed on that situation. <laughs> and you spoke about the fact that you started taking photographs on a GoPro. So I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. 
do you need an expensive camera to take nice photographs? Oh, no, not, not at all. Like, we, we loved taking the content on a GoPro. Like, it was so fun. We enjoyed it. And then you can, like, technology nowadays, you can use what's in your hand, your, your smartphone. And we've seen people use iPhones to record movies. Like, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I think if you want quality as well, though, I definitely recommend, yeah. again, a good camera at least so mm. you can play around with well, it yeah. and learn a bit more. But, yeah, you don't need to have a super expensive Yeah, I mean, you can, you can invest in a camera if you have the idea of progressing. But if you have no interest in, you know, going down this photography route, researching the best light and when the sun sets and the reflection of the light hitting this like mountain and back in your face like you can get really technical but if that's not your thing your phone and gopro is perfectly fine yeah mm, yeah and you mentioned the fact that light is obviously a massive factor in photography do you have any photography tips which you could share which can up everyone's instagram game um, <laughs> directed you want to okay. go? <laughs> So one, I'd say play around with your angles. So if um, you can't, there's a lot of people who take photos kind of like just stood straight in front of the camera. Like mm. if that's not your angle, like work with it and just take a few. So you kind of get used to which angles look good for you because then you can always revert back to it every time you have a photo opportunity yeah. for mm. sure. And um, it's taking that extra few minutes. Like if you get to a spot and you think, oh, this is a really good photo. Oh, I've got a really good photo. This is going to be cool. It's going to like blow up on my feed. Mm. I follow a rule of thumb where you could at least try to get five shots from one location. So mm. then you, A, you've got the shot you want, but B, you're also experimenting and basically training your eye to see differently, to try see stuff people aren't seeing. Yeah. And just with that, you know, that short breath, that extra couple of minutes, like it's perfect. Yeah, don't feel rushed. I'm one of those people that I had to get used to being in front of the camera for a bit because I was always like, look, just take the photo. Like, I don't <laughs> want people looking at me. Um, but you just got to pretend like everyone's doing it now. And like, it is a, it's a normal thing to stand in front of a mm. camera. So just kind of be confident with it and take your time. Yeah. Oh, um, and one other thing is lighting as well. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So obviously lighting is you don't need huge knowledge of it, but if you just need to know if like there's too much harsh light on the face, maybe turn to the side a little bit, get some off shadow or shoot at sunrise or most people shoot at sunset because it's nice and soft. You got the colors in the sky. That's what we usually do. We um, usually do a sunrise and a sunset shoot mm -hmm. for us. But there's no there's no real rule of thumb. Like you, we can get amazing photos during the day. It just depends like if you're in shade or like if there's cloud in the sky. So don't just limit yourself to, oh, these, these people said I need to do this when taking photos. So I'm going to do A, B and C kind of thing. So obviously take into account the advice people give you, but also experiment. And have fun with it. Don't ever take it too seriously because we've had so many moments where like we've been trying so hard to get a shot because it's so beautiful and we've seen so many different oh, kind yeah. of images Jeez. and we've ended up getting fights because of it <laughs> and it's just the pictures didn't turn out well and you're like, oh, it's yeah. so not worth so it. We ended, we ended up implementing a rule where we tried three times and after the third one, if it's not happening, then it's not happening. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good it is. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. So you just you just let it pass. There'll be another opportunity. Yeah. And that's really helped, actually. And we've got to speak about the fact that you've grown an Instagram account, the two Bohemians, to 64,000 followers. 
where did the idea of starting the account come from? So our journey with Instagram actually started in 2015 when we were in Australia and travel couples weren't really a big thing mm. back then. It wasn't a huge thing, but we were using it more just to post for family and friends yeah. whilst we were in Oz. And then we kind of got a bit bored with it. So <laughs> we left our Instagram for about, like when we got home in 2000, just before 17, mm. we basically didn't use it until 2018 yeah. so we took a sabbatical for two years yeah that was a period where we were just working and doing casual jobs yeah but if you scroll down to the bottom of our feed it's they're not photos of us it's the travel photos we took it's like one or two on the gopro and on our like beginner's camera yeah. so it was a slow process but initially it came from just us wanting to share our memories yeah like, and, and look back and be like oh this is cool like and then one of the things that happened was in 2018, when we were living in Manchester, we um, we started taking a few more photos of us and just like little things like mm. our adventures. And we started to get a bit more like engagement of the photos of us. Mm. So we kind of just was like, oh, let's let's just keep doing it. Mm. Like it's fun. Um, and then Luke started to work a bit more on it. Uh, this was before we even did proper editing or anything like that. And then we got our first paid job um through our instagram and we only had 6k at that point and then mm. after that paid job it would kind of open our yeah, eyes yeah, actually that's the point when we was like okay this can be a full time yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was it was incredible we were just like oh my god what the hell's happening this is this is kind of weird it's it's surreal like, yeah and um, i think you went down the rabbit hole of editing and learning then mm. he was kind of like right let's see how i can learn about instagram and like engagement and hashtags and editing and I think then we started to boost it a bit more and then we went to Southeast Asia in December 2018 um, and that's when you invested in a new camera yeah. and was we new were just camera. like hey let's give it a go and see what happens and see if we can get some more work from this and see if we can yeah. make it a full-time business. Fantastic and uh, what was that first paid job if you don't mind me asking? So we were featured um, for Love Great Britain on their series I Travel For Mm. Uh, this was a couple of years ago now, but they did a series of people traveling for adventure, traveling for culture, for food. And we actually got the romance section. Mm. So uh, we were whisked away to the Cotswolds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, before that. So the guy sent us a message, one of the people working on the set, just to inquire if we'd be interested in the position. And I, because it came in the request folder. It was on his personal account. So I was like, oh, Luke, just delete that message. Like, we've got a random us and there's a message about some work. And he was like, no, I'm just going to answer it. And I was like, fine, whatever. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, I'll have to share the, the video with you afterwards. So you I've see. actually already seen that one, actually. I've watched oh, okay. it in preparation. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it was interesting to be in, in that kind of realm like yeah. it, it was more um tv production and mm. uh, set as opposed to like the stuff we do now but it was it was so much yeah. fun like we we got to stay in this really amazing uh place down in the Cotswolds. we got like a free bottle of wine free dinner like they proper treat us like yeah. royalty and that's when we were <laughs> like oh maybe there's a career in this <laughs> <laughs> nice and your instagram appears to showcase a dream lifestyle how close would you say your instagram is to reality that's a, that's a really good question actually um honestly and truly it's quite close to be mm. honest like we don't try to sugarcoat anything and like blow it out of proportion and seem like it's out of reach kind of thing because anything in life is attainable 
um, and that's what we tried to share with our account. And obviously, on our feed, those are the, the professional photos. But on the stories, if you keep up to date with the day to day, we share day to day life. We share the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. Yeah. I mean, this morning Tyler got me um, in our van washing dishes, like crowded. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the uh, on the campsite where we are in our van right now and it's um it's quite close yeah and we're always open to speak to people and to like give them advice and talk with them and yeah. you know answer their as questions. honest as yeah. possible because i think there is we noticed this when we were growing our social media that um a lot of people look at instagram as like a highlight reel and everything in life looks like instagram and we started to notice that a lot of people um were thinking that life was unattainable in that aspect because of it so we wanted to make it more mm. relatable to people and show them that even though yes we get to work with incredible five-star hotels but we also live out of a van and wash our dishes outside <laughs> on the ground yeah. and, and it's a process that's one thing we try to uh, exaggerate is that it does not happen overnight no um, and we've learned that the hard way of course like we've gone through like together nine years of growing and then the last few years of working together like it's it's not it's not easy no um and we've shared this constantly yeah for sure i think our audience loves that though i think they love the fact that we work really hard on being honest and being authentic and showing the real side of who we are mm. because on a daily basis, we get so many messages about like just little things in our day, like, oh, we didn't you know you like this brand yeah, yeah. or we didn't know yeah. you do that or this kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's really important to have that authenticity and that realness behind your Instagram. So I want to move on to a topic which I'm sure many people will be interested in. How do you fund your lifestyle? So this will be <laughs> yeah. a dream for many people listening and I'm sure they'll be curious and want to do it for themselves. So how yeah. do you fund your lifestyle? So Instagram is only like a snippet of the picture. So that is like 50% of our workload is dedicated towards social media and yeah. the photography. Yeah. And we get collaborations and stuff through Instagram, which are the paid work. And we get those every, well, I'd say we get monthly stuff, but it depends on obviously the brands we work mm. with and the kind of range they're willing to pay. But uh, I also run a side business as well, uh, which I basically help. Uh, distribute candy water machines to people all over the world and that's more to do with my health and well-being side of yeah. stuff so yeah we've recently taken on a team which is really cool who help us source out work and collaborations because yeah we love that side of it we love working with brands and we love connecting yeah. with different types of uh, retailers and things like that that sell and distribute incredible yeah. products especially yeah. if they've got like a strong ethos as well you yeah like to mm. uh, work with any and all like products that get flung our way so we're quite um quite we've got high standards for who we work with. <laughs> yeah and long-term collaborations as well so through instagram we do get quite a bit of those which are a great source of income for us um in the long-term scheme of things but we're also quite minimal so even though it looks like we're living this luxury lifestyle like we, we don't yeah we don't spend loads of money no like, we don't we're just super i mean we're, we're, in, yeah, <laughs> we're in a van in portugal uh camping is seven euros 50 a night mm. uh cooking most evenings um yeah. but yeah we we have like multiple streams and obviously luke earns some money from the presets as well that's another stream of income so we kind of have quite a few that flow into mm. um our direction in terms of how we earn money on the road fantastic do you have any advice that you can give to other people who dream of living this lifestyle and becoming influencers just do it just do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you will spend so much energy and time thinking about it instead of actually doing it. That's mm. that's yeah. that's what we learned, and that's why it took us so long to realize that travel is what we wanted to do. And we kick ourselves all the time because we could have done this two years ago. We could have started sooner. We could have been like two steps ahead of where we are now. Um, yeah. And there's there's obviously there's never a right time to start. Um, so as long as you just do it. If you've got the passion, commit to it 100% and you're all good. Yeah, it's important, I think, to know as well that even though there's so many influences and people out there doing what you want to do, like there is always space for you to mm. show up and achieve what you want to do yeah. as well. Because, yeah, one of the stories I actually read online was a girl during lockdown. She, um, she, had, she was an artist and she had no idea about social media. And she created this Instagram account uh, based on her artwork. And it was like... Um, she had these Lego pieces. I can't remember her name, but she had these Lego pieces and she basically filmed and took photos of this beautiful landscape that she created out of Lego. Oh. And yeah, and was it a yeah, it was a photographer and an yeah, artist. So she was no, she was a travel photographer, and because she couldn't travel, she created these like miniature landscapes like Taz with the Lego figures. And her Instagram grew from like six to like 300K over wow. lockdown. And it's one of those things that we just say to people, like you don't have to have X, Y, Z amount of followers. Like mm. you just have to love what you want to do and trust that no matter what, like you'll learn the, yeah. the tools and tips and, uh, tips and tricks that you need to learn to become successful. So yeah, like Luke said, mm. just start and don't procrastinate. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, lovely message too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So I want to talk about um, your van. You've touched on it a few times there. Uh, Volkswagen T25. I've been on your website. I've read the blogs about how it's come together. It's excited me. What made you want to buy a van? Uh, that, that comes back to my adventure side. Like for ages, we had wanted to have a van just to have the option of going and, you know, going where we please, home out on wheels kind of thing, new view every day. After we went to Australia, we went to New Zealand, and we lived in a station wagon car. <laughs> so, you know, the ones with the long boot on the back. Yeah. And we lived in that for like two months. And it was it was an incredible experience. Bit cramped. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, I said to myself, like, this, we need a van. Like, if we're going to be doing more adventures like this, I need a van. And uh, we got the van three years ago, I think. Yeah. And it's been, it took a year to get, finished and then we've just been using it as like a weekend warrior mm. taking yeah. away weekends in the UK and suddenly now this is our longest trip in it. One of the things that I just want to say is that when Luke decided that he wanted a van he told his dad that he wanted one and his dad was like okay cool because he's very like handy he's like a mechanic but mm. he's like a multi-trade I can do yeah. everything kind of person yep. and he was like okay cool and then I think it took like what a few weeks. It didn't take long at all and no. dad was like oh I found a van. I found a van for you and Luke was like okay cool and every weekend he'd go back to Wales with his dad yeah. to fix it up um because it we obviously work in part-time and like we had to fund it and everything but I mean the whole process you mm. you loved it like oh, how God, to take I, you I away from that, that. Well, <laughs> I loved it and here today it was <laughs> it was a process but um no I think next year as well we have plans to get a bigger van uh we love our Buxton and we might rent it out but um yeah I think we're gonna get a bigger one because these long-term trips oh god yeah yeah you need a bigger bigger van for that (laughs) so you alluded to the journey and getting it ready because I've seen some of the photographs you took and it's kind of been dismantled to its bare bones and rebuilt that must have been so stressful it was so we when we bought it off the guy he he kind of had an idea of doing it himself but we was like no no don't touch it we'll take care of it and it was he started to spray it it was like half cream half white there was rust on um, the uh, uh, rear wheels like on the arms um, there was rust on the windowsill we had a fire in the heater when we was doing it up um, so me and dad are running around his workshop being like well he's an extinguisher get it and um it was, yeah, it's a long process, but it's, you know, it's really good that we have it. And I'm really glad I wouldn't change it. Like, I'm just super grateful that we have it now and it's there as an option to travel. Yeah. Um, oh, and when he had the paint job done as well, he kind oh of, he drove into the garage. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and he scratched the side of the van after he just mm. had the paint job. And he was like, my, hey. oh, I thought my dad was going to kill me. It was literally like a couple of weeks after he just painted it. My dad was like, oh, I'll take it into the garage. I was like, no, no, I'll do it. It's fine. It's fine. And he, he had a barbecue on one side on the entrance. And as you get into the garage, it's like a lip, like you're going up a curb. So you kind of have to like rock it a little bit. 
<laughs> did too much. I was too close to his barbecue and got a long stretch down the side. And he would just say, effing and jeffing, throwing <laughs> stuff around the workshop. And I was like, I, I hear this. <laughs> I, what have I done? Oh, but it was all, it all worth it in the end because you've built this amazing lifestyle where you can go wherever you please. But where have you been in the van so far? Um, Our first trip was to the Lake District. Lake, Lake District. So we've done a lot of stuff in the UK. Lake District, uh, Norfolk. Yeah. Uh, the Cotswolds. We've been there in the van as well. Uh, Cornwall, Wales, Snowdonia. Then recently we went to France, France and we went through all the way through France. And then obviously with this whole situation, um, we drove through Spain for one day. So we didn't really get to see Spain, mm. but we drove through it. We've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're currently in Portugal now. So uh, we've been to like maybe seven or eight places yeah. of that. Amazing. And obviously with the fact that we can't travel that easily at the moment, whereabouts in the UK would you recommend people see? With the season that it is at winter, it's a bit harder, but we've always wanted to go to Scotland. Mm -hmm. Like we've been told Scotland is one of the most beautiful places mm -hmm. in the world. So we would definitely recommend that. Um, but in itself, like Lake District is beautiful. Yeah. I really like the Lake District. And if you go to the North Lakes near Buttermere, it's much more quieter than Windermere at the south. And we we was there in summer and it was absolutely beautiful. Woke up, cold dip in the lake. Mm. Got our really little cool. paddleboard out. And then, yeah, it's just beautiful. But I think as well, uh, for the beach lovers out there, I'd definitely check out Cornwall and Dorset because mm. that was such a beautiful location. Dorset's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And you've touched on it already slightly, but what is it really like to live in such a confined space as a couple? <laughs> we were debating doing a YouTube about this because <laughs> we don't know any questions. Um, all, in, all in all, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's... Um, it's a it's definitely a test like yeah we're thankful that we've already had the previous experience of travels that kind of led up to this and we kind of know the boundaries and stuff but even so because we it is quite a small van itself for two people and all that stuff yeah and sometimes you get on top of each other and like you can get irritated slightly yeah um, i think traveling in a van is one thing than traveling together because with the van um because obviously we work as well and if it's raining and with the current climate you can't necessarily go out and do things all the time so you have to be aware of each yeah, other's yeah. space and moods more than anything um and you have to compromise quite a bit especially yeah. if the bed is a sofa because <laughs> if you want to sleep and they don't then <laughs> you gotta make yeah. it work but it's fun like i feel like we've seen a different side to travel by living yeah, in the yeah, van yeah. because Definitely. it's just so different and you like you're way more minimal as well like you're well more clean mm. and you care a bit more about being outside which i think a lot of people forget about when they travel they think van life is all about the van but it's more about where the van takes you and mm. spending more time outside yeah, yeah. in nature definitely it's definitely an outdoors lifestyle um and we we've taken it really slow we woke up today we just like right let's have coffee let's have breakfast and it wasn't until 10 o'clock where it was like, ah, oh, we, we better start making some movements. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's beautiful together. If you can experience it with your partner, as long as you can tolerate them, then definitely try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And in 2017, you wrote a blog post on the misconceptions of couples that travel. I wonder if you could elaborate. I know, I know it's taking you all the way back. <laughs> 
not really fair of me. I wondered if you could uh, share some misconceptions you've experienced. So um, the, the blog post is really, really spot on, but even more so now, like one or two things have changed. Yeah, like, I'd say like one of the misconceptions is travel is that we are in love every second mm-hmm. of the day. I think social media definitely portrays that couples never take their hands off each other when <laughs> in fact me and Luke have those moments where yeah, yeah. we have to be separate at least for a couple of hours because we'll kill each other yeah, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like cool off. Um, there's that. There's like the, you have you have taken into consideration that obviously you have different interests, but also yeah. you're only capable of doing different things as well. So you sometimes you need to take more responsibility, take more load than the other person. Yeah. If the other person is down, you need to have the energy to bring them up as well. We kind of spoke about this yesterday a little bit. Like, yeah. it's if you're willing to travel with your partner, you need to be there for them at the lows and the highs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect it to be all rosy all the time. You will have arguments on the road. You will need to apologize first. Yeah. Um, and blaming each other is definitely not the way to go because so many things go wrong when you travel um, especially in the van life and it's so easy to just throw the blame on the other person it's just about taking I don't know taking the responsibility and just owning up for what's gone wrong just because I think an argument's not worth the relationship more than anything so and we're still social beings as well like yeah Yeah. we're, we're traveling as a couple but we we have friends back home like we, we we're not always together like we do enjoy company of others yeah so it's not we don't just want to sit in the van and cuddle all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> like last night we was out having a couple of drinks with the other guys in the campsite we sat around the campfire like yeah a lot of people think that when you travel um especially travel influences that all they do is spend time by themselves and yes we do work quite a bit for our jobs and we spend a lot of time content creating but i think the social aspect of it especially this year mm. is so important to yeah. understand that like we are still people at the end of the day we still love to talk to other people so yeah it's never just to travel and then not meet anyone it's more of a like just fitting your health and well-being into it as well yeah yeah so you must have been to so many cities so i'm excited to ask you this question <laughs> but do you have a favorite oh i don't know <laughs> um i i'd say like one of my favorite cities that we've been to twice now would be florence mm. um because it is the most beautiful picturesque city and we actually met some other friends there as well um dan and Gigi, who were also travel influencers as well when we were there and it was just it's like you get there and the atmosphere just takes over yeah, you. Like yeah. you feel you're swanning around on like a romantic destination. It's mm. it's beautiful. I've, it's tough. I'd probably say the same. I quite yeah. like Singapore actually. Singapore was was an experience. Like it was so so new and so modern. And they had regardless because it's a, it's a city essentially, but they still had greenery everywhere. It was crazy. Mm. And the gardens by the bay was really initiative, like forward thinking, and the light show was incredible. And yeah. it was just what was they use like sustainable renewable energy for that as mm. well, which mm. we thought like for a city is absolutely insane because the amount of like pollution that's caused from mm. being in the city, like the fact that they just reuse it all into making something so cool is is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I would say Singapore's up there. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, Florence. We did really want to see Barcelona this year, but we haven't managed mm-hmm. to. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll be on the cards for next year, possibly. Um, but yeah, those are our two favorites, I think. 
Brilliant. And within those two cities, what were some of the things you got up to? Okay. So in Florence, we, there's a really, uh, really picturesque view of the whole of Florence. Mm. If you walk up, do you know what it's It's uh, Piazza Michelangelo, I think. It's Mm. like 10 minute walk out of town and you get this sweeping panoramic view and the sun sets just off to the left and it's absolutely beautiful. You can see the Duomo in the background and all the Mm. churches and the towers. I'm not very geographically correct (laughs) with these. That's why I let Luke answer. Um, but there's some stairs on it as well so if you want to grab a beer or with you with a friend or whatever it's really nice to just sit there and be present and watch it all yeah um, um, you can see the duomo you can climb the duomo yeah um but mostly we just wander around florence like sitting in cafes having some coffee and yeah we love food. experiencing the culture and i know that italian people are very like they love to be just present in the moment drinking their coffee and eating yeah, their food yeah. very social very slow like. yeah so we love to just sit and kind of embody that when we're there mm. and then um and basically one of the things we also love to do is to get some food so we like to go to all the stalls and things like that and pick up like like cuisines well yeah, that are yeah. vegan obviously mm. <laughs> and how about singapore singapore is really cool it's what I really liked about Singapore is that it's a uh, very cultural, a uh, big mix of um, like heritage there. And we had a friend that did a tour with us, took us around, showed us like the authentic side of Singapore. And my favorite thing what we did was we went to this um, shop called, uh, it's it it a tea shop essentially. Yeah. And we did um, this thing called tea appreciation. And this lady came out and she basically showed us how to pour tea correctly and how she tasted how she let it you know um like ferment in the in the cup for a little bit and it was just uh the queen went there as well apparently so we we sat on the queen's table and we just sat and appreciated the tea and apparently it's a really unique experience when you're in singapore so yeah it was really cool actually amazing and you've mentioned the fact that you're quite minimalist people (laughs) what about if i had to push you for a city on a budget city on a budget um i mean you can't go wrong in southeast asia to be honest Mm. like if you want to travel but you're concerned about spending too much the biggest expense will be your flight there and then everything else you can live off a shoestring i mean but if you want to do cities bangkok is like it's thriving you've got hostels everywhere good nightlife good food Mm. singapore it is expensive but you can do it on a budget like we was we was fine there Uh, oh kuala lumpur kuala lumpur was amazing and it's so affordable as well yeah it's like a it's like singapore but still with a bit more kind of grungy feel to it and you know you've got the city life the food is amazing and that's yeah. like half the price of singapore or less they have an amazing uh like indian culture there as well mm. so we went around and just basically get indian food the whole time we were there and it wow. was like two to three pound a meal it was so cheap and there was a taxi company called grab yeah and it was like oh like God. 30p for like a taxi ride or something <laughs> like that it was ridiculous <laughs> maybe a bit more expensive <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was super affordable and it was one of the most, well, and most amazing experiences actually we had in Malaysia. Fantastic. And what was that experience traveling around Southeast Asia like? Ah, like it was, it was so exciting. Every, every week or every two weeks we'd be in a, a separate country. We'd be getting trains, buses. Yeah. Um, it would be, one day we'd be eating Thai noodles and next we'd be eating, um, you know, like rotis and stuff in Malaysia. And <laughs> everything, everything changed every day. And it was, it was so nice because there was loads of people in the same boat. Like we'd meet people, be like, oh, we've been here, like here's some tips or like, 
we'd, we'd say that to other people and it's that's where our like kind of eyes opened a lot more to be more health oriented to be more like minimal eco-conscious kind of thing yeah um and like the people there they're just so genuine like you know you hear these horror stories but like the locals are, are, they really love you like they want to show you their culture yeah and I think one of the best things is that there is like gems everywhere you go. So even though you go to a city, there's so many beautiful things to see, not just in the city, but outside like Southeast Asia is somewhere where we literally fell in love with every single place mm. we went to because there was waterfalls and there was beaches and there was skylines. Yeah, there was like yeah. all these amazing things. And I think people look at it as the backpacker central, which is true. It is very mm. travel orientated, but I think everyone needs to experience Southeast Asia at least once in their life to open their eyes up to it. Amazing. And I know that you're massive lovers of travel and perhaps you couldn't stay in one place, but if I had to force you to live in one place, <laughs> where would you choose? We've been talking about this a lot recently, actually. And yeah. so far, Sri Lanka is the main one. Okay. Um, we went to Sri Lanka earlier this year and we fell in love massively. Yeah. Like it's it's like a Bali 10 years ago, that's what we all say. And the the food, the locals, the surf, the <laughs> the, the, the landscape is, is so diverse. You can be on the south coast and be like on tropical beaches, but then you can be up in the tea trails near Ella and it could be so cold you can have some weird mist in the morning mountains like yeah it was it's we've actually decided that we're going to build a surf lodge in sri lanka mm. so if he forces anywhere we'd, we'd wow. go <laughs> so that's a future goal of ours so we said to ourselves yep sri lanka's a place we're gonna we're gonna try and make some kind of base out of it so we'll invest more time there yeah and we're hopefully going to be going back there next year as well yeah amazing and I know your favourite cities now, and I anticipate you're probably going to say Sri Lanka for this, but what is your favourite country? Oh, okay. So mine's different to Luke's with this, but I'd say my favourite country is probably so far. Okay, I'm actually going to go with Sri Lanka. That's my favourite. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's tough. Like, I've, been, I've enjoyed all the experiences of each country, like, and they've all offered totally different things, which is insane. I'd say your favorite is Finland so far. Oh, my, favorite, my favorite trip was Finland. For yeah, sure. like, yeah. But we went there like midwinter, like, and it, the snow was huge. The plows on the side of the road were like up to your hip. And we was like skiing, um, yeah. doing like ice swimming under the uh, wow. like, midnight sky. Like it was. In, yeah, yeah, I, could, I couldn't cool. take Luke out of Finland. When we got to the airport, <laughs> he was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> So yeah, that's one of our favorite places. Amazing. So you've chosen somewhere from Asia and somewhere from Europe. If I had to ask you to swap and choose somewhere from Europe and somewhere from Asia each, what would you say? Um, then I would say probably Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I'd say... I mean, second to Sri Lanka, Indonesia is a solid place. Mm. Like yeah. Beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful islands. And each island, sorry, is different to the next, like... Indonesia's cool. Yeah, I'd say Portugal. Oh no, sorry, I'd say Greece. Greece is my Ooh. European like love because it's the water's incredible and the people are so genuine. But I just feel like it's one of those places where you just get there and you fall in love with it instantly. Mm. It is literally yeah, paradise yeah, cool. in a couple of islands that we got to see. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. And if I had to push you for a place which you could always go back to, go back everywhere, won't we? <laughs> 
do you tend to go back then or are you just keen on finding and adding to your list it depends on the experience we have in the country so for example we've been back to italy twice now um and but then we've been like to bali again twice but then we've been to Sri Lanka once so it just depends on the experience australia i would love to keep the list going i would love Mm. to hit up another country like every month kind of thing um but we get to that like that time now where we're like, okay, if we're going to continue to work online, we kind of need to settle and have a base and kind of like work from there instead of being everywhere. So it's because mm. it's quite distracting. Like you go to a new yeah. country, you want to be out, you want to be tasting the food, you want to be doing the excursions. I mean, I go back to Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And surf lodge yeah. in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, probably go back to Greece. Nice. <laughs> go back. And on the opposite to that, is there a place that you would never go back to? So we dis- we tried to discuss this question before <laughs> because everywhere has had a solid place like in our memories. Yeah. And I I mean, regardless of the bad experiences, it's still been fun to an mm. extent. Yeah. Um, we've not had any horror, well, terrible horror stories. Yeah. Like <laughs> of. We, we've never, never been like, uh, you know, stolen, theft, stolen, or like, we've never been ripped off or anything. No. Um, One of the places I probably wouldn't go back to, though, was Lombok. Um, just because I had a really horrible experience uh, I got really really ill I thought I was gonna die it was one point it was horrible um it was so, food poisoning yeah wow. and it was very quiet and it was very it was beautiful don't get me wrong but it, I'm not in any rush to go back anytime soon unfortunately <laughs> but um yeah that, I don't think you have any places no. but Lombox, yeah mine <laughs> nice good way to be I suppose and is there a holiday a trip or a place that means the most to you i think my trip with my grandma when i was 11 that's that's solid um mongolia oh, yeah. mongolia even yeah. geez so we were 20 what, 2017 2017 2017 yeah. tyler decided she was going to go to india and do some yoga training and i was like okay well i need to do something so mm. i went to mongolia and i did a bike packing expedition in the mountains for a month Wow. Just me and a friend um, living off rice and tomato passata. Like, it was really, really weird. Uh, weird diets, but it was one of the best experiences ever. Yeah, I um, I tried, like, because he had no signal while I was in Mongolia as well. I, I didn't, we didn't actually speak mm-hmm. to each other for a whole month. Wow. So I had no idea in the world where he was in Mongolia. I could have been eaten by a, a wolf or all, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but no, India was definitely the most surreal experience to me because I uh, got to explain, um, explore my yoga teacher training and then I got to explore India afterwards for for a month and a half and I just got to eat so much food and I got to meet so many people Mm. and watch um, a really beautiful celebration as well it was Independence Day in India so we were in this place called Pushka and there was just colors everywhere being thrown all these powders and like people were celebrating and there was music everywhere and the streets were filled with people and because um over there it's quite rare to see like a blonde haired white woman mm-hmm. so and blue eyes as well so everywhere i went people were like acting like, like i was famous yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were throwing the children at me it was like touch my children i was like ah <laughs> um so yeah that was definitely one of the most memorable experiences i've ever had so both of those trips are trips you've taken separately mm-hmm. yeah how does travel change when you're traveling together versus when you're traveling separately i think we get to experience the moments together which yeah. we probably wouldn't have done and i think 
there's like so many moments over the nine years that we've been together where we could have just picked out and been like this is the best experience mm-hmm. but it's all one big life for us now yeah, like yeah. every moment is something that we cherish yeah and we're just grateful for that we've experienced a lot to, together yeah but, uh you know a couple has two people we're both individuals like we have our own interests uh for us to constantly feel inspired we need to do different things like Tyler yeah. said previously I love the outdoors I love adventure I could hide away a camp squat in the bushes to go to the toilet for a long time <laughs> luxury obviously yeah. <laughs> Tyler wouldn't so um, like that's how we grow without each other and with each other like yeah and when we come back to friends and family like the stories we tell from being together is just like we should have scrapbooks and scrapbooks Mm. of some of the crazy amazing moments that we've experienced together which is actually like better than any kind of material possession we own Mm. because the stories just carry on forever yeah yeah it's so cool yeah that's one of the best things about travel so we've spoken about the fact that being vegans and sustainability is a big part of the two bohemians brand what do you do to promote this lifestyle to your followers so you know to be vegan and to be eco-conscious you don't have to be perfect And again, it's a process like from all our travels, like it's been a slow process. Tyler turned vegetarian in Australia in 2016. Yeah. And then we wasn't vegan until like 2018. Mm. And then it wasn't until we started to be more eco-conscious when we started traveling around Southeast Asia, we saw thousands of like packets of litter, plastic bottles, cigarette butts, like in the most beautiful places. And we said to ourselves, like, we can't contribute to this. We have to try our hardest to help like to raise your awareness um but we don't want to be the kind of push it in your face suffocating influencers that like you have to be vegan you have to be sustainable like we like to showcase it in a way that makes people feel a bit more easy and a bit more relatable so to to consider it that's what we want want people to consider Mm. doing this kind of stuff because it it is helpful like it'll, it'll help the world it'll help your health yeah so like if we work with specific brands that's when we usually share a message with it or if we showcase products in our stories like a reusable bottle or like a coffee cup or straws and things like that like we'll showcase that and we'll talk a bit about the impact it has because we believe that education is one of the easiest ways of helping people transform the way that they live yeah. i think if you just show someone we're using a bottle it doesn't necessarily make them be like oh my god i need to go buy a bottle now like yeah. you have to show people what difference it can make so yeah. we try and do that nearly every single day in some kind of way whether mm. it's a sustainable tip or a product or like a lifestyle choice like that's how mm. we do it but not too pushy anyway yeah People don't even know we're vegan half the time. Like, they're surprised when we're out for food and we're, like, ordering, like, off the, off the menu, but we're like, can you take this out? Can you take this yeah. out? And they're looking at us like, hang on, Mike. Are you vegan? <laughs> so it's, like, it's a lifestyle that you don't have to shout and rave about. You just have to know that you yourself, you can do the best in whatever situation. Yeah. And you're touching it there. How hard is it sometimes being a vegan abroad? Do you know what? Like, we've had no troubles apart from, I'd say, the hardest place we've been that has been really hard for vegans was probably Greece, you know? Yeah, Greece. And Croatia. If we wanted to eat out, um, yeah, Greece yeah. and Croatia was a little bit hard. Splitting Croatia was okay. It was amazing. Um, but, but the like, tiny towns. <laughs> tiny towns, tiny islands, you're not really going to find much vegan food. So we stayed in a lot of Airbnbs uh, with our own kitchen. And we love to cook anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So we usually make our own food, but it's been, uh, Southeast Asia is pretty much vegetarian anyway. Like wherever you go, you can get so many delicious yeah. vegan and vegetarian meals. So yeah. that's and when we find a restaurant that, you know, that does this good food, we're like, mm-hmm. we're there almost every day. We use an app called Happy Cow. So if we're ever in a new location, we literally look on Happy Cow and see which mm-hmm. ones have vegan options and vegetarian options. Yeah. And, and then obviously if we got the dinner, we usually recommend these places because they have something for us to eat. But um, yeah, yeah. otherwise we just cook. It's not really a problem for us. Like, it's been super easy. Yeah. And is there a best country for food that you could pinpoint? Ooh. I mean... Country. I'd say between Sri Lanka and Indonesia because we love curries, oh, curries and we love uh, nasi goreng and pad thai yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say Indonesia or Sri Lanka yeah. for sure. We're, we've been having a lot of good food in Lisbon though recently. Yes. Lisbon has so much good food, man. Oh my yeah. god, delicious! I've gone on so much weight. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the timeout food market? Yeah, uh, no, it was closed last time. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll, we'll go in. We'll um, we'll eat here tonight. I think they had some weird like weekend restriction or something. Yeah, so it was closed. But we we went into it when it was open when we weren't hungry, so we were just like, oh, we'll come back next time. And now we're just like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, it's an amazing vibe in there. Really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw as well that you made some vegan pasta donatas. What was that like? Oh, oh so good. dangerously good. Yes. Um, they t- well, I don't know what pasta donata tastes like because it's not vegan, to be honest, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it was delicious. Oh, it, was it was so good. I, you probably can't tell the difference, to be honest. They just use like soya based custard. Um, yeah. And tip, add cinnamon on top. It's oh. so nice with cinnamon. Yes, yeah. it's life-changing. I mean, this is one thing that's actually been helpful to us that we're vegan is that there's not necessarily loads of um, vegan desserts everywhere we go. So when we do find them, we, like, we cherish them <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to take about 12 of them home, I think, when we oh, leave. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> what would you say is the best restaurant you've ever been to? Oh, what was that burger place in Finland that we went to five oh, geez, times? Yeah. We, were, we were five times in a row, so it was like lunch, dinner, dinner lunch, dinner. dinner, and then dinner the next day. <laughs> I, mean, I was just loving that burger for some reason. Um, there was Pandora's Green Box and Split. Yes. Really good shout. Amazing. Um, uh, Plant Base in Lisbon, which mm, we're going to go back to this week because yeah. I had a vegan lasagna and my life was changed after um, it, so... Sri Lanka, we found um, all you, this all-you-can-eat place called Mamas. And they had only a selection of five curries, but, like, I mean, you can't go wrong with all-you-can-eat yeah. curries. <laughs> Bali had a lot of great food. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, I love that. There was one in Bali, basically, they had these canteens where you basically just fill up your plate, and at the end, oh, yeah. um, they give you a ticket of, like, how much it'll cost kind of thing. Mm. And you could have a mountain and it'll cost you like two pounds. Like, and you, you, you'll have curries, you'll have like fritters. I think he's rice. hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really hard for us to single out a place, but we love trying local mm. food. Mm. Like, I that's love pizza. I yeah, love pizza. more than anything. Controversially, though, I've had better pizza in England than in Italy. Oh, really? That's going to have some arguments. Yeah, but in Manchester, there's two really good pizza restaurants Rudy's and Neuquatra all run by Italian chefs but in Italy nowhere near nowhere mm. near as nice like, not gonna comment on that <laughs> I was gonna say you're agreeing with Molly May 
<laughs> so you can tell that food's a big passion of both of yours. How much does it influence where you decide to go? I don't think it does, to be honest. No, we no, obviously, no. when we plan a trip, we obviously try and make sure that there mm. is vegan options there mm. if we're not too spontaneous. Um, yeah. But no, I just, I think we like being surprised by how good the food is when we get there. Mm. And then obviously if we go back to a country and we've enjoyed the food will definitely go back to the same places for yeah. sure. Um, but no, I don't, I, it's more about like- the, Yeah, it's more about the experience in the country. And yeah. What you see rather than, we're gonna go here to taste food kind of thing. It's, mm. yeah. it just happens to be there. <laughs> <laughs> A nice bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously with everything that's going on in the world at the moment with COVID-19, that must have affected you two as influencers. I wondered if you could give us an insight into how it's affected your lives. So when so when we were in Sri Lanka in February, this is when all of it was kind of kicking off. And mm. it was um we were in a little bit of a bubble, really, weren't yeah, we? We were in a bubble. And we didn't really know what was going on in the world until we had to go home. So then we were just like, oh, okay, this is actually going a bit mm. crazy right now. Like life is changing as we know yeah, it. Yeah. And if anything, it forced us to be more creative in what we were doing. And yeah. more aware of our health as well. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing, like, health is the only thing you've got at the end of the day. You strip back all your gadgets, you take away your house on a mortgage, your car on a lease, like, you've only got your health and your well-being. Yeah. So that is one thing that has opened our eyes as a result of the virus that's been going around. And, you know, we, we can't let our lives stop in fear of it either. You know, yeah. we have to take care of ourselves, our health. Yeah, um, we make sure it's a priority when we like travel now, we look at all everything that's going on in that country and how we can be um, as like more protective as possible, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like we're very conscious about what's going on and we make sure that we try and create as less impact as possible when mm-hmm. we travel. So it's just made us more uh, conscious about where we're going and more mm-hmm. conscious about what we yeah. do and um, yeah, the places we visit because yeah. When we were traveling around Europe this summer, obviously during the pandemic and stuff, it was a bit crazy, but to see mm. so many people suffering because tourism was their livelihood, it, it actually broke our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so weird. We was in Croatia, Dubrovnik. We got there the first few days. It was just us walking around the town. And you'll never see that ever mm. in the world. Like it was always packed to people and we were walking around and we spoke to locals. And I think it's affecting everyone on such a different scale than people realize. And I think yeah. the travel industry, it will never stop, but I think it's opened up people's minds to be more yeah. conscious about where you go and how you can make an impact when you go. Absolutely. And you spoke about mindfulness and well-being. I wondered if you could share some tips on how we can all improve our well-being and mental health. It's a, it's a state of mind and you have to train yourself to like to do it kind of thing. If you want to take care of yourself, you can't just rely on other people and everything that's going on around you. You have to implement, you know, habits in your daily routine. And in the mornings, one of the things I like to do what both do is that we like to exercise straight away, mm. uh, meditate, and then uh, journal. I have a like a morning journal every morning, short paragraph of how I felt, how I'm feeling, what happened yesterday, or what what I want today to do. Three things I'm grateful for. Three things I'd like to change. Three ideas that could be cool in the world. Yeah. Um, and that's just like one small habit that will help. You know you reflect on your ideas and get more in tune with how you feel emotionally, mentally, physically. 
Yeah, I think this year has definitely woken people up to the idea that they have to take care of themselves more. And my well, tip for people is to put like self-care first. Like if it requires money, like your self-care is just as important as whatever you're going to spend it on because your body is the only house that you will technically live in for yeah. the rest of your life. I so mean, yeah, if you think investing in health is expensive when you've got like a chronic disease imagine how much that will cost so one of the tips is like create a morning routine for yourself because that's the easiest time that you can input health and well-being into your routine like meditate for five to ten minutes journal like Mm. luke said exercise between 20 minutes to an hour and then always take time to be outside in nature as well like go on walks get fresh air and drink as much water as you can because your Mm. body's like what like 70 80 percent water so if you're dehydrated that does affect the whole body in its own way amazing thank you guys i've got some tips myself more than anything there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we want to see you start implementing them now yeah, yeah i genuinely will <laughs> <laughs> so i've loved hearing about all these amazing places you've been but what about a place where you want to go in the future is there a dream destination top of your bucket list number one japan like yeah. kind of infatuated with their culture their you know the decisiveness, the how everything's perfect, and mm. I don't know. It's just—it's quite—it's rich. It's so rich. They've got a lot of lot of history and unique. Yeah, that's that. We were supposed to visit there next year, but I'm not quite sure how that's going to mm. work. So mm. maybe year after. <laughs> um, for me, it would be. This is a really obvious one, and people are like, "Well, you can just go there now." But um, I would love to do the west coast of America, uh, like a road trip down that, because one, we have loads of friends there, yeah. and two, I just think it's so diverse. Every state you go to yeah, is just yeah. so different. So I'd love to experience yeah, that. Yeah. Um, from like Arizona, Utah, into Cali yeah portland um washington like oh it'd be such an insane road trip and then obviously up through canada that's like yeah. the next yeah again we were supposed to do that this year but plans change <laughs> yeah. i'm sure you'll still get there yeah <laughs> well luke tyler thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure hearing all the travel stories you picked up from your life and also the tips you've given us as well thank you uh, no no we really appreciate it we have, we've enjoyed sharing it um, people can always reach out messages you know on our instagram yeah um, we share a lot of tips and stuff on our blog as well yeah you know well, we're just a message away thank right. you so much for having us we've had so much fun oh me too so there we go that was episode seven what an absolute pleasure to chat to luke and tyler two really lovely people who promote some amazing causes too I really enjoyed listening to all their stories and I hope you did too. If you aren't already, make sure to follow the two Bohemians on Instagram. Their photos are incredible, but also their stories showing you their day-to-day life on the road are really, really entertaining. Thanks as always for your support on the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. We've had lots of five-star reviews, so thank you very much. But if you haven't yet left one, please go to whatever podcast platform you listen to this on and leave a five-star review. It really, really does mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll be back with the final episode of Series 1 next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.